go. Welcome to Lifelines Radio, a production of the Pennsylvania Pro-Life Federation. I'm your host, Maria Gallagher, Legislative Director of the Federation. With us today is Special Events Coordinator Debbie Heisey. Welcome, Debbie. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Yes, it's so good for you to be with us today. Debbie, how did you come to hold your pro-life beliefs? Well, I grew up in a Christian home and went to church and attended a Christian school growing up. And so my parents, the church, the school all taught me um, the value uh, um, and the sanctity of human life. So I I came across it very early on. (laughs) So you were very fortunate to grow up in a pro-life home. Yes, very fortunate. That's terrific. And what was your official introduction to the pro-life movement? Well, like you said, I grew up in a home and was surrounded by people who had pro-life beliefs. I distinctly remember, though, um, my parents being friends with a couple that were um, involved with a crisis pregnancy center in Connecticut where I grew up. So that is like my, I think, my earliest memory of like the pro-life movement. So did you actually go to the Crisis Pregnancy Center, or did you just know about it from the other people? Yeah, I did not go there, but I do remember the couple, and I remember my parents being very supportive of them and praying for them, and um, I I believe my parents went to a fundraiser, you know. So I just remember, I do remember that, that couple and their involvement, and I knew that they worked with Crisis Pregnancy um, a Center and helped, helped women. Now, Debbie, what has been your impression of the March for Life? Have you actually attended the March for Life? Yes. Now, it's been several years since I was able to actually attend in person, but I, I love following it. I, my experience there and then also seeing pictures from other years and watching news stories, um, my impression, I'm just amazed by it. I, I love the March. I think it's a great time for like-minded pro-life people to get together from all over. I just think that's um, so amazing and encouraging. I think um, seeing all the people from different ages, ethnicities coming together um, and hearing the speakers, oh my goodness, the speakers that they have prior to the march kicking off, um, it's a great event. I I loved it when I was able to attend it. And was your impression that it was huge, that there were hundreds of thousands of people there? Yes, that's what it was. It was just so, you don't really get that when you see it necessarily on the news. <laughs> but actually being there and seeing all the, the people, um, that's what's so encouraging is, is seeing the number of people that all um, think and believe in the same beliefs as you and and it's great and um, just uplifting. It's an uplifting time. Were you also impressed by the number of young people there? Yes. Yeah. I mean, I think people think um, the movement is more about older people, but the, the mix of ages um, is incredible. And I'm always encouraged to say, see um, the number of young people that are there. And have you been able to introduce your children and other family members to the March for Life? Yes. Oh, my kids know about it. In fact, um, I was 
pregnant with my daughter at the time that I went to one of the marches, and I always talk to her about that, that she was at the march. (laughs) That's really (laughs) what it's all about. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) What has kept you going with the pro-life movement all these years? Well, yes, I work for the Federation, but it's not just a job. Um, I... I'm in it in the hopes that all people, both young and and old, ultimately realize um, that life is valuable. I think, um, as we say, life's valuable from the womb to the tomb. Like, people have lost that, I think, these days, the understanding that all life is valuable. Um, and I'm, I'm in it for the long haul. <laughs> what brought you to the Pennsylvania Pro-Life Federation? Well, I had been working at a a hotel um, prior to coming to the Federation. I had been putting in a lot of very, very long hours, and I was was looking for a change. And a friend of ours, a friend that went to college with my husband and I, um, saw an advertisement in his church bulletin for a job opening at the Federation, and he suggested I look into it. He thought I might... I might be interested. So that's what led me to the Federation. I interviewed and I started back in January of 1999 doing data processing for the Federation. Wow. And then how did you become involved in planning our special events? Well, that is interesting, too, because (laughs) six months after I started at the Federation, our... um, office manager left and the executive director at that time came to me and asked if I would consider becoming the new office manager. So I, I moved into that position and with becoming office manager, I became responsible for helping the people who were in charge of planning our conventions at that time. Um, and I did the registration for those events. I don't, if people don't know, we, we used to hold weekend conventions so that's where I got my start. I would help with the the conventions. And then as time went on and things changed of how we were running events, um, and also because of my past experience of working um, with hotels, um, I took over the planning of of the events. So I, I had worked in a sales office at a hotel and helped groups with final details of their events. So I kind of knew how to come at, at our events from both sides, how the hotel would do things and how, you know, what clients needed. So that's really how I got into planning our events for the Federation. And are and there times when you, when you say to yourself, oh, my goodness, the experience that I had in hotels is really helping at this point? Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Because I know I what type of questions I need to be asking and and feel out what they're what they're thinking. <laughs> That's terrific. Now we have an exciting event coming up in October. Can you tell me about it? Yes, we do. We have our annual Celebrate Life Banquet. It's coming up this October twenty first, Friday, October twenty first, at the Hershey Lodge and Convention Center. And we are privileged and excited to have Dr. Ben Carson as our speaker. Um, Individual tickets are $75, and there are also sponsorships available if people are interested. So we've 
uh, had quite a few seats have been sold already, but um, we have room for more. So I, I encourage people to register sooner rather than later to get their seats. And in fact, we moved to a larger venue to accommodate all the people that we expect that will want to hear Dr. Carson speak. Yes, we did that. So yes, so we can we can fit a lot more people in. <laughs> Are you personally excited to hear Dr. Carson? I am. I'm very excited to hear what he has to say. Um, it's always it's always fun to to get to hear a new speaker, and I'm I'm excited for him to come. And he's one of the foremost pro-life statesmen of our time. So it's really a historic event. So we really want everybody uh, within the listening area to please consider attending that Celebrate Life Banquet October 21st in Hershey. And, Debbie, if people want more information about the banquet, what should they do? Sure. They can either call our office at 717-541-541. 0034, or they can go online for information or to register at www.paprolife.org. And there's a nice Celebrate Life banquet banner on our webpage. People can just click on that. They'll see Dr. Carson's photo. You can click on that to get more information or to register. You're listening to Lifelines Radio, recorded by JMJ Radio. I'm your host, Maria Gallagher, Legislative Director of the Pennsylvania Pro-Life Federation. We are talking with Special Events Coordinator, Debbie Heisey. Debbie, what have been some of the highlights of the Celebrate Life Banquets you have attended? Um, I would say there's, there's like three, three things that are highlights for me. Um, first of all, our speakers. We've had so many truly wonderful and inspirational speakers over the years. And um, what's neat with my job is I also get to greet and speak with them when they arrive. I get to to interact with them. And um, they're honestly wonderful people. We had Rachel Campos Duffy as our speaker last year. Um, She's a great speaker, but she's she's very personable. And it was just uh, nice to get to know her. Um, I've also enjoyed hearing um, and meeting uh, Ken Matthews and uh, Dr. Alveda King, so many good speakers. One thing with Ken Matthews, he was our 2020 uh, banquet speaker, uh, which, as everyone knows, that was during the pandemic. It was such a rough time, but he was so uplifting and enjoyable to hear from um, during that that banquet. Um, another highlight for me at our banquets are our award winners. We um, recognize individuals with a leadership award. Um, and a Lifetime Achievement Award each year. And I just enjoy hearing their stories, and I find that them inspiring. And um, I'm, I'm happy we can bring those people to our attendees to let them hear what they've, what they've been doing. Um, and the other thing about, the third thing about our banquets that I, I really find a highlight is the opportunity, yet again, like the March for Life, to gather so many pro-life people all from all ages and backgrounds and from all parts, different parts of Pennsylvania um, to come together. Um, just it's, it's encouraging um, to see everyone together and to, to interact with so many different people. I love it. 
And remind our listeners, back in, in the pandemic, how did we handle the banquet? Because we, we did some innovative things for the banquet. Yes, yes that was our first outdoor banquet. Um, we rented tents and um, held it outside. It was still um, at the hotel that we, we had chosen, but they, they worked with us and held it outside so that our guests could feel safer. Um, we were able to still pull off quite a large, uh, large banquet, but in the parking lot, and it was excellent. Um, we were blessed with incredible weather, because that's always a, a concern if you hold something outside. Um, but I, I was amazed, and uh, we were able to, to pull off a great banquet. Um, in spite of the situation that we were in in 2020. It was truly lovely, and that, that's the banquet I think I remember the most because it, it did look so beautiful outside with the, the lights and, and the tents, and it was a truly remarkable evening. Yes. And you also got an opportunity at another banquet to meet Diamond and Silk. What was that like? Oh, they are they are amazing uh, women, and we were we were blessed to be able to have them come as our speakers. Um, so energetic, so uplifting. Um, yeah, I mean, we we truly have had wonderful speakers come to our banquets. Yeah, it's been incredible. Um, everybody from um, Rick Santorum to, as I mentioned, Diamond and Silk. I mean, uh, just a a cavalcade of uh, pro-life uh, all-stars, really, at our <laughs> banquets. And yeah. uh, it's, it's just been an amazing experience to hear all these people and their insights. And every banquet is different, isn't it? Yes. Every banquet, um, there's, there's always something new that we learn, um, different feel. I, the one banquet also that stands out to me was when we had Michael Clancy, and he was the photographer took a picture of um, a surgery uh, with the baby's hand that came out of the womb. So moving. Like, we, we get speakers from all different parts of the pro-life movement, we'll put it that way, mm-hmm. and they all have such individual and interesting stories to tell, and, um, and I, that's what's so interesting is every, every banquet I learn something new, and um, I think our guests will be will be pleasantly surprised each year. <laughs> Do you remember where you were when you found out that Roe versus Wade was overturned? Yes, I was home. I was, I, I can't remember exactly what I was doing. I think I was working on something, but I had the TV on kind of in the background and the news broke and I just, I couldn't believe it. I was so excited. I started crying. Um, and I knew that you and some of our other, uh, some others from the Federation were down at the National Right to Life Convention at that time. And I was just so, so excited that you guys could all be together um, to celebrate together. Um, uh, we had plans that evening to go out with friends for dinner. And so we celebrated at dinner <laughs> that evening. <laughs> But yes, I, I was home at the time, and it, it was so exciting. And I think that was the one thing that I missed, the fact that we, as a, a Pennsylvania Pro-Life Federation family, couldn't all be together. 
when we heard that news. I mean, it's impossible because we have thousands of people who are members of the Pennsylvania Pro-Life Federation all throughout the Commonwealth. But it was a remarkable experience um, being at the National Right to Life Convention in Atlanta. Um, I had actually gone back to my room because I expected that there might be a possibility that the decision in Dobbs might be announced. So I was tuned in to the news, and I saw the report, and I immediately contacted people in our office so we could get out a news release. And within the hour, I believe, I was uh, doing interviews with media from my hotel room. (laughs) And that night, we were so fortunate to have with us the young people from the National Right to Life Academy. And we celebrated with um, two of those young people. And um, it was just a remarkable evening, Um, so many years in the making. And I was surprised myself that I became teary-eyed when I heard the news. That was not an experience that I was expecting, but that was my reaction, um, just being overcome with emotion in that moment. And I'm sure you felt the same way. Yes, yeah, I was I was overcome. I, that is the perfect way of putting it because you're super super happy, but tears did come because it's just it has been so many years of hard work. <laughs> did you expect Roe to be overturned in your lifetime? I honestly wasn't I wasn't sure if it would happen. Um, you know, we could all see the Supreme Court slowly becoming more conservative <laughs> but you can't always count on on that they they have their right to make the decisions and um you just never know ultimately how the decisions are going to come down and um so yeah i was not sure but very excited <laughs> when we heard the news <laughs> And I know that uh, so many people in the pro-life movement in Pennsylvania labored for so long for that decision to be reached. Um, And we were very fortunate that the Pennsylvania Pro-Life Federation filed an amicus or a friend of the court brief in that case. So we were instrumental in the overturn of Roe versus Wade. So everybody who's ever helped out with the Pennsylvania Pro-Life Federation know that you were part of that decision, that wonderful decision to overturn Roe versus Wade and to bring the issue of abortion policy to the individual states so that people, through their elected representatives, can decide protective policies rather than the courts. Yes. Thank you to everyone for all their help. Yes. How would you explain the pro-life movement to a young person who is not familiar with it? Mm, That's a great question. Um, I would tell them first and foremost that the pro-life movement isn't out to hurt women, as the media and other groups are trying to make people think. Um, It's the opposite. We want to help both the baby and the woman. Um, The big part of the pro-life movement is to educate them, um, both young young people and old people, um, that human life begins at conception and all life is valuable. And unfortunately, like I said earlier, I think we've lost in our society, I don't think people realize the fact that all life is is valuable. Um, I would also encourage people, young people, to really take a look at the latest ultrasounds um, of babies in the womb. 
Um, technology has come so far uh, compared to even the um, ultrasounds I had of my children. <laughs> it's incredible how clearly you can see the baby now. It's hard to argue with such clear images. Um, Do you remember what it was like to receive those ultrasound images of your children? Oh, oh yeah. It was so exciting. And like I said, they weren't even super, super duper clear. <laughs> like they are now. Um, but yes, so exciting. I mean, you could, you could see the, the outline of the head, the face, and the little arms and legs. I mean, so exciting. And you, when you're actually in the room with the ultrasound going on, I mean, you can hear the heartbeat. You can see a baby moving. Um, it's, like I said, it's hard to argue once you've seen that, um, those images, that that is not a baby um, in the womb. Now, did you know the sex of your babies before they were born, or was it a surprise? It was a surprise. We uh-huh. <laughs> we wanted to be surprised. <laughs> and we were. We were pleasantly surprised. <laughs> and you ended up with a boy and a girl. Yeah, we did. Had our girl first, and then our boy came. Joy first, and then Robbie. And it was just, it was so exciting. What words of advice do you have for a young person thinking about joining the pro-life movement? Well, that, that's a very timely question. I work um, with our church's youth group, and a girl in my youth group recently decided to, um, well, at the end of the school year last year, she decided to do one of her school writing assignments on abortion, and um, she was trying to express how wrong it is. She was giving, it was a factual paper she had to write. But while doing her research and talking with her friends, um, she discovered that many of her friends did not agree with her and were very angry with her. And she kept hearing them saying, but it's my body. I should have the choice to do what I want. And they really couldn't argue any other part of their side of it um, other than just saying, those things and she unfortunately lost some of her friends in the process and um but she discovered that maybe they weren't really her friends if they weren't even open to discussing and listening to her side of things um so i would say to young people today looking to join the pro-life movement educate yourself so you can speak facts and not just speak from emotion um be prepared to stand your ground and um, stand it in love um, against those who oppose you. And ultimately, you may, you may really see who your friends are in the process. Um, and, it, it, you know, I hate to discourage people. It, it, is, it sometimes is discouraging, but there's, um, there is hope. And uh, I am so encouraged by the young people who are, who are coming around and really realizing they've been lied to over the years um it's not just a blob of tissue it's a baby and um this girl in my youtube was just that shining beacon for me i was just so so excited for her and um uh and what she was willing to do so i encourage all young people educate yourself um get the facts And we should mention the fact that the Pennsylvania Pro-Life Federation has so many resources available for students, 
And if you go to our website at paprolife.org, you can download uh, a number of flyers, brochures, um, it really anything and everything you need to know about the life issues is available on that website. Um, and I would also encourage young people or friends of young people, parents of young people, uh, <laughs> to uh, check out our essay contest and oratory contest because uh, you never know if you could be a winner and uh, you could end up with a cash prize or an all-expense-paid trip to the National Right to Life Convention, which is incredible. Um, and our education director, Bonnie Finnerty, uh, is a wealth of pro-life information for students. And uh, I, I believe that uh, she, in fact, assisted you and uh, the young person that uh, you were trying to help. And, and so it's a great uh, honor to have Bonnie on our staff. Yes, she was a tremendous help um, to, to Hannah. She, she, um, she was able to speak to Hannah and direct, direct her to the right resources, and she was an excellent resource herself, so yes. What has been the highlight of your work for the Pennsylvania Pro-Life Federation? Oof, I've now been there for quite a long time. Um, I would say seeing God work over the years through the organization, also um, a highlight, seeing Roe get overturned. I mean, wow, huge, um, huge highlight. Um, and also getting to work with amazing people. We have um, a great board, and we have. I've been blessed to work with so many um, wonderful coworkers and volunteers. We have so many great volunteers who are willing to give up their time freely, and um, those those are the big things that stand out to me over my years at the at the federation. And you know, Debbie, you're never allowed to leave the federation. <laughs> Well, I'm not planning on going anywhere. <laughs> You're far too valuable to us. <laughs> You're our right arm. We so appreciate everything you do. Thank you. <laughs> now, Debbie, if people want to find out more about the life-saving work of the Pennsylvania Pro-Life Federation, what should they do? Um, I would say go to our website. Um, as I said earlier, the website is www.paprolife.org. Or you can also find the Pennsylvania Pro-Life Federation on social media. Uh, we have a presence on Facebook, Instagram. Um, or if you want to just call us directly at 717-541-0034, um, people in the office are happy to answer any questions or direct you to more information. Well, it certainly has been a joy having you on the program <laughs> Deborah Joy Heisey. Thank you. It's been my pleasure. And you've been listening to Lifelines Radio, a production of the Pennsylvania Pro-Life Federation. I'm your host, Maria Gallagher, Legislative Director of the Pennsylvania Pro-Life Federation. We've been talking with Special Events Coordinator Debbie Heisey. Thank you for joining us. And remember, there is always, always, always a reason to choose life.